Art Centric Podcast with Rafi and Klee. Hola, you amazing artists. It's Rafi and Klee. Today, we're going to be talking about different ways that we have promoted our art shows. Anytime that we are showing our art, whether it's uh, in an open studio, a gallery, or a virtual show, a virtual show. So we've done a lot of uh, in-person shows. We've done quite a few online things, and uh, we have a specific way in which we like to uh, promote ourselves when we're out there. Yeah, a specific way in which it makes it more fun. Yes, to promote ourselves out there. Welcome, Kirkman. Hey, Kirkman. Thanks for joining us. So. Um, this question, well, this topic, I should say, actually comes from a question from one of our rogue family. <clears throat> no, let's just get the throat clearing at the beginning of yeah. the podcast out of the way. <laughs> Welcome, Jason. Oh, thank you guys for joining us. So one of our rogues, uh, Extempore Art, was asking, uh, I was considering having a live open show thingy. What did you say yours was called <laughs> when it's fully functional and I've settled in his flats? Right. Any advice for making it successful and connecting with new and known communities? He goes on to describe that, yes, of course, it would be very helpful to sell some art for the financial reasons, but also to clear some space and breathe some new life into his creation space. Right. I mean, that's the thing. You want to sell art so that you can make room for art creation yes to keep it which fresh. is always great uh obviously it's not prerequisite for creating art but it's always nice to uh be able to move things around yeah and he hey, hey deanne how are you welcome and sarah sarah's here and Arianne. Arianne. thank yeah. you guys so much of course uh for the rogues who are here on the live please feel free to comment with any Best practices, tips, questions. Yeah, any, to any guys, anytime you guys have anything to add to the conversation, anything at all, just go ahead and type it in uh, so that we could grasp onto your brilliance because, you know, that's why we're all here. Yeah, it's true. Um, Extempore ended his message just basically saying, uh, I missed your last live virtual open house, unfortunately. We won't be doing, I, I won't, I won't be doing that for a few months yet with events and festivals on the way, but it might be a good way to make room for the old and have these stacked artworks loved in their new homes. He wants people to be able to connect with the art right? and, um, and take it home with them. So with that in mind, we put together kind of a, um, our best practices thing for the technical aspects, the promotion aspects and the overall mood of these virtual events yeah you know it's it is quite interesting because we have been contacted a lot over the years where somebody's gonna have um an art show somebody's gonna open up their studio uh or any any kind of event where you're like just showing your art and people will contact us asking like well how do we how do i promote my show how do i put it out there and it's always interesting to me when we get that question because we didn't really know how to promote ourselves when we first started and because of that i think that there was a lot of freedom in the way that we promoted ourselves in the way that we put ourselves out there not only because we didn't know how to do it but because we didn't have like 
resources, yeah. financial resources or any of that stuff. So, and, I, and honestly, that's pretty much where the whole rogue marketing concept came from. Like, you know, I took a look at how it was that we put ourselves out there. We didn't have money to do advertising. We weren't going to be buying commercials anytime soon. We weren't going to be doing ads on Facebook or any of that stuff, even though it's not that expensive, but it starts adding up after a while. And the amount of money really that you need when you're doing ads on any kind of social media or, or stuff like that is it starts adding up in order for it to actually like really get out there um and hit like a huge demographic like you you gotta spend you gotta spend a pretty petty not to mention that all that stuff kind of seemed boring and not that fun yes to us yes <laughs> so. i think in the very beginning i might have bought like one or two ads on facebook and i was like this sucks like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> so, and, and that's where our own way of marketing ourselves evolved. And I'm not, I call it our own way of marketing, but in actuality, like, you know, it was just stuff that we saw as best practices. I thought to myself, like, what, what kind of things would interest me if I was out there? What would turn my head? What mm -hmm. would make me notice? What would make me want to go to a thing? And I think a lot of that, a lot of the way that we put ourselves out there kind of stemmed from that. Welcome Zara and Char and weirdly to the studio. Hi you guys. Joining. So um, obviously your approach is going to be different, a little bit different depending on if you are approaching an in-person event versus a virtual event. Um, there are going to be some things in common actually, but yeah. it really depends. So, but I guess first I wanted to talk about if you're going to do an in-person thing, if you're right. going to welcome people into your space physically um, and you're doing it for the first time, or maybe you did it once and it wasn't like exactly how you expected it to go and you're going to do it again. Right. Um, what are some of the ways of putting it out there and inviting people in creative ways? What are you're asking me? Like, yeah. what are some of the ways let's, that I would invite people? Let's okay. talk about let's talk about some of the ways that like when we did our first open studios. Okay. Well, when we did our first open studios, uh, one of the things I did was, so everything was handmade. Everything was handmade until this day. I will still stand by just make it yourself. You're an artist, uh, come up with a cool design, print them out yourself. If you have to, mm -hmm. if you have a way of printing them out really cheaply, you could do that. But like, um, just the, the, the standard traditional type of stuff, but just with a flair to it. Right. So because like, you're an artist. Yeah. Cause you're an artist. So like a lot of it was like, um, we did flyers, you know, mm -hmm. we did posters. We, um, at one point, uh, did some, uh, small stickers, like not stickers, but like post-it note things that mm -hmm. we, that we kind of hung around in different places not just in like okay so we did this in our neighborhood yep um locally we at the time we were also doing shows and stuff so like at one point we made these little cards that we did take yep. to shows we with make us. we made cards and everybody that came to the show we would invite them to our open studio we asked local businesses if they wouldn't mind putting our little cards on their bulletin boards and most of them were super cool some of them it. even put it on their counters like next to their register mm -hmm. um so and the, the other thing too that we did was we made sure that we carried those cards with us so even when we went to the grocery store and we were checking out um, yeah. and when the conversation would head in that direction where we'd tell somebody that we were an artist, we would invite them out to the, to the open studio. Yes. Um, one of the other things we did was like, you know, I mean, and this is all, 
this is all stuff that if you really stop and you think about it and you say to yourself, like, you know, what can I put out there that isn't going to um, break the bank that I have to pay a lot of money for? Right. So like yard signs, asking people permission to put yard signs the same way that you would do to advertise a, a, yard, uh, sale. a yard sale. Um, also, you know, doing fun like uh, chalk type of things, you know, where you write down with chalk on the sidewalk and you put down like the date and your information, art show, you know, and, mm -hmm. and the website where they can find the information and just doing it in a way that is not typical, right? So like, instead of like the, the perfect example was years ago, I had done a yard sale. And when I was doing this yard sale, uh, I didn't really have a lot of money to go out and buy like flyers or like you know what are those things called those door hangers or whatever like that right but i did have a stack of post-it notes and instead of like writing on each post-it note uh you know yard sale whatever i did this really cool little drawing and put down like we have all kinds of blah blah this is the yard sale of the century mm -hmm. you know like that kind of thing and then i printed them out really really tiny because the stack the the post-it notes were tiny the little ones the little tiny ones and so like I stapled one of those things out to each post-it note and then went around the entire area and hung these on uh, people's doors and on their cars and whatnot. And what ended up happening is we had everyone come out. Everyone came out. And what and the reason that they came out and they would tell us was, well, I, I had to come out and see what this was all about with this tiny little uh sign that was on my door i was like oh i need to see what this is all about this weekend so like those that's the thing like it's it's all about getting out there and having a really good time in promoting yourself right bring, bring the fun yeah <clears throat> um yeah the little post-it notes were a success i feel yeah i feel like it's like becoming your own street team you yeah, know, like you is. become your own street team. If you're able to uh, get people in on it too, like friends and family, mm -hmm. uh, taking posters out there, contacting local businesses, and just basically getting it out there as much as possible, but in the process of doing it, having a good time. Yes, absolutely. Um, one of the other things <clears throat> is like um, that some people don't think about, or maybe some of us folks think like, oh, well, I'm a bother if I do this, but it's like, people want to know about what you're doing. Um, so think about what communities you already belong to yeah. that might be interested, that there might be crossover there, like that may be interested in coming to your art show. Like, do you belong to a community arts group? Do you belong to a community gardening club? Do you have an online gaming community uh, that you belong to? Uh, are you part of, you know, discord servers, uh, whatever, you know, whatever type of server it is, but like, just because it may not be directly art related doesn't mean that that community wouldn't want to oh, absolutely. participate. Absolutely. I mean, and that's, that's the thing to remember. Like we had mentioned, you know, we go to the grocery store mm -hmm. and the person checking us out, they get an invite because by the time they've checked us out, we've had a conversation with them about the fact that we're artists and that you're a jeweler and you're this and you're that. And then we're like, oh, you know what? We're having an open studio this weekend and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's one of the things to remember is that no matter what you are either, you are either going out there and if you're calling it promoting, like, oh, I'm promoting myself, you put too much pressure on it. If you are just kind of sharing in the excitement of it and 
really excited about the fact that you're going to be doing this thing, then it's much easier to just tell people. And that's promoting and marketing and all that stuff. All that really is, is telling people, letting people know, hey, this is what's going on. That's why it's important to invite friends and family. Um, uh, You know, anybody like like Lee said, anybody in your clubs and also not only people in person, but online like those those you know like online communities yeah so not just like um local community bulletin boards but like online community event calendars oh yeah um a lot of people use Eventbrite. i know every every time i did a show what i would do is look up like event calendars uh when we were in pensacola it was event calendars pensacola and like i just kind of like search google and see what kind of local event calendars there were that were online and if i was able to share the fact that we were having that show then i would share it on there Mm -hmm. of course i would write a blog on my website um letting people know the specific details like you want to give people clear and concise instructions on what needs to have where they need to go when how it's going to happen make it really fun make it really exciting use big use big fun words right i always think of barnum and bailey when he would promote himself and he would use these you know like extravagant things Mm -hmm. and obviously in some cases like there wasn't really anything going on it was just kind of like a party but he was promising the white buffalo you're gonna come out and see the white buffalo and that's that's the thing about it is like you have permission as an artist to really blow up the event yeah and have fun now you're gonna want to deliver to some extent and we'll we'll get to that yes but you want to blow up the like all of our events i would call them like come to our house for an art extravaganza you know like just have fun with that with the wording that you have just said have you seen the greatest showman it's amazing yes yes that's exactly yeah the, the energy that is the energy that is the energy you want to you want to just have fun putting yourself out there and and make it exciting. If you are excited about it, then it will be fun to make it exciting. And really ultimately what you're thinking about there is like, this is, this is a party. Yes, exactly. That's what I was going to say. If you're not excited about it, it's probably because you're thinking about it in a very serious yeah, way. Yeah, you're like, oh, I got to get people here because they need to buy things. If and- you were throwing a party, and you knew a bunch of people that you like are going to show up and some new people that you probably are going to get to know, like you would approach it in a different way than if you were approaching it. Like I got to do this thing because I got to sell some artwork. And that's, I think that that's the problem is that a lot of us um, forget, you know, what it's like to be that person that is getting, you know, because we're sitting on this side of it. And so like, Oh, I got to put this event together. I don't know what I'm going to do. How am I going to promote it? How am I going to let people know about this? Uh, you know, I want to sell things and you have to always get on the flip side of that for a moment. Just imagine that Clee and I invited you to our house, right? That we invited you to the house that we are going to have a uh, uh an art extravaganza right and you know that you're gonna come it's gonna be fun because we're gonna talk about like there's gonna be games there's gonna be this there's gonna be that we're gonna have coffee and and hors d'oeuvres or or whatever or byob whatever the case is 
you know there's going to be live entertainment. We're going to have music or like not live entertainment, you know, like the radio is going to be playing (laughs) something (laughs) like that. But it's a really cool radio. It's a really cool radio. (laughs) Like, and you guys come and you have a good time. And as you're just walking around and you're looking at the art and you're investigating the art, you know, there might be something that you'll want to buy. And in all honesty, most times that people bought from us in those events, it was, it wasn't, they weren't there to buy, but they would see something that they liked and they were having such a good time at the event. It's like that thing was a, was a reminder and a, t- a tether for them to take home with them of like, this was a really good experience. Yeah, exactly. Jess exactly. said, I can't wait to help promote the Collab Lab show for practice. Oh, That's yeah. going to be a great thing for the yes. world when we launch this virtual show for us as a group and as individuals to put the word out there. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to, you know, obviously I'm going to have the, the stuff, we're going to have the stuff that we come up to promote the Collab Lab and really put it out there. And I'm hoping that everyone kind of takes part in that so that, you know, if, if you've never done it, um, you could put it out there in your own way and kind of be challenged by the fact that like, Hey, we're promoting the show. Like, you know, you promote it too. We want to see some of your peeps there. This is an ongoing thing, right? It's not like a one-off and done when you're promoting a show, right? So whether it was virtual or it was in person, there were social media posts, uh-huh. there were blog posts, and there weren't just blog posts announcing that the show was happening. It was blog posts leading up to the show yes. of like, here's what we're preparing. Here's behind the scenes. Here's, you know, this and that. There were newsletters that went out, um, and even videos, video content yeah. about what we were video doing. Video content about what we were doing because we really wanted to express how excited we were and really show the behind the scenes of like, this is what we're doing. We really want this thing to um, uh, turn out well, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, for the most part, we want this thing to turn out well. So it was like sharing in that, in all the stuff that we were getting excited about, whether or not we were going to be playing music, whether or not mm-hmm. we were going to... Uh, what kind of food we were going to be getting, what kind of drinks would be there. And like in the case of one of the solo shows that you had early on at a gallery, um, the fact that we had recruited a local band that we really enjoyed to come perform and a lot of people knew who they were. And so that generated excitement as far as like, Hey, these guys are going to be here playing music for you. And then the local band also, because, you know, they knew that we would do the market. We were doing the farmer's market. They actually came out one day and sat at the bench on the bench next to our Our booth, booth and just played some music. So that's one of the things it's like, Whenever I looked at these events, the thing about it is if I was going to put the event on, there is no guarantee that I was ever going to sell anything. It doesn't matter if it's virtual, if it's online or if it's whatever. Right. So like when it came to marketing myself, you know, I'm going to I'm going to spend some money. I'm going to print out some sheets of paper. I might uh, order some postcards from Got Print because they're super cheap to order a lot of postcards. Mm But mostly because I'm excited about the design that I'm going to do, like what kind of weird thing am I going to do on this postcard or on this uh, uh, poster or whatever it is. And really, you're just using those things. I always think about it this way, like pretend you're a band that's really excited that you're going to go up on stage and you want everyone in the world to know. Right. So like you're going to invite your parents, you're going to invite your family, you're going to invite your friends, you're going to go out there with posters, you're going to talk to everybody that you know, local businesses, whoever it is, and you're going to put posters up, pass out flyers, you're going to do everything you can to get as many people to this show as possible. And I did that 
for years mm-hmm. uh for the first band i was in whenever we had a show that we were excited about we made a big deal out of it we created a unique set of posters for each thing we blanketed the town in them i would go we'd go not just to venues but we would go to like local bookstores local cd resale shops local restaurants that would be willing to hang our post basically anywhere that was willing, coffee shops coffee shops yep. the whole nine yards yeah we were our own street team yeah um and that's that's important to remember because i think when it comes down to it with doing a show, you know, a lot of us are, are very shy. Yeah. So like when you're, when you're putting together, a lot of times somebody's putting together a show and maybe not, you know, nobody shows up, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like when I was a kid and I threw a Super Bowl party and no one showed up. Um, and I didn't really invite people. Right. You know, like I was, I d- did the Super Bowl party. First off, I don't watch sports. I, d- I didn't watch sports. I, that year I did because it was the year that the Bears won in Chicago. So that was gotcha. a long time ago. I just dated myself, but I don't watch, I don't watch sports. And I wasn't really sure what I was doing because it wasn't something that I was excited about. So in actuality, even though I told like a few people like, Hey, I'm, 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 we're going to have a Super Bowl party at my house. I didn't really do anything to promote it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and then and then I was then I was hurt that nobody showed up. But like the next day, like people were like, oh, we didn't know that you were doing anything, you know? Right. So you wanted friends to come over. Yeah. Um, and you made it about the Super Bowl, even though you weren't excited it, about the Super Bowl. Exactly. And then you didn't really tell anyone about it. And then I didn't then, tell anybody. And you know, yeah. it's it's like, oh, little Rafi. But the truth is that a lot of us do approach stuff that way because we are mm-hmm. timid. Yeah. Hi, Roxanne. Roxanne, hey, Roxanne says, oh, gosh, I'm new. I have no idea what I'm doing. Well, hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the right place. Thank you for joining us. Yep. Um. So, yeah, you definitely have to be genuinely excited you and be, be willing to put that excitement You got to be there. genuinely excited, but also, like, you know, going back to the analogy of, of you and your band going out there and, like, really promoting yourself and approaching all these places and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um you can't be timid no about the way that you promote it no. either you 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 know and i think that that's one of the biggest hurdles right one of the biggest hurdles it's like whereas if you're up there and i'm i'm gonna rock out on stage you know and you're all excited about that and then you're like out there promoting your show because you want as many people to show up as possible as possible usually because the venue itself is telling you you better bring this many people in through the door yeah (laughs) right now for artists we don't have anybody telling us you better bring this many people in through the door unless maybe you're doing like some kind of gallery show or something like that but i think if you're going out there and you're approaching all these things and you're you know like just the fact that we're like yeah go to the businesses go to different places invite people tell people that you have never met before that hey i'm having this show blah blah, blah. i'm mm-hmm. an artist this and that you know that that is intimidating and i think that that's one of the reasons that like uh the idea of doing it online like well maybe i could just pay for ads because then there is no interaction you're just paying for ad and then you're hiding behind a screen right right and that just in in my experience, that might work a little bit. I don't know how many events have you attended because you saw an ad. Never, for, never, never. Right? I've never attended uh, an event because I saw an ad for it. Um, when you're doing that kind of in-person stuff where you have to actually approach businesses and ask them to like hang up your stuff, 
um, it can be intimidating and it can also be a little deflating at first because some businesses will tell you no yeah. for whatever reason, either they, it's not something they do or they just never heard of you before. Um, and you kind of have to like work your way through that too and understand yeah. like, that's fine. That's par for the course. Some businesses are going to say no, but the idea of all of that really is to make it super easy for people to not only find out about your event, but to remember that it's happening yeah. and to get there. So like, that's the final puzzle piece, right? Because you want to let them know it's happening. Uh, you want to keep updating so that they don't forget it's happening. And then when the time comes, you want to make it as easy as possible for them to attend. Yes. So you have to be crystal clear about, about how that process is going to yeah. work. So if it's virtual, you need it to be really easy for them to find the link, click on the link, join the virtual it show. Should be, it should be one link. Honestly, when it comes to anything online and even in person, it should be very easy. It should be one thing that they click on and they have all the information and all the links that they need to mm -hmm. do whatever it is that they need to do. And if it's an in-person event, then be very, very clear about the location, the time that it's happening and, um, you know all that good stuff, all those details. Yep. Weirdly said, am I the only one that would rather perform in front of strangers than people I know? Because if I totally fail, it's harder to do it in front of people I have to talk to the rest of my life. <laughs> Weirdly, I totally understand where you're coming yep. from. You're not alone at all in that. Um, when I was performing music, especially early on in, in bands, like it was easier to perform to a group of strangers than like if friends yeah, and family as soon as were somebody showed up, you're like, Oh no, Timothy yeah. said easy as pie. Mm -hmm. Easy as pie to find, to find the, the details of the show. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I could see, yeah, I'm the same way said Ariane. You're not alone said Jason. O. Zara said Google calendar or some link to a calendar would be awesome. Just like the Patreon Google calendar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, Sarah, it should be, it should be more than just a Google calendar. That's why I say go to event, uh, event pages for your local area. A lot of times local businesses will have event, uh, pages for their customers and things like that. And it's one of the reasons that, you know, I will, if I do an event here in oil city, I will take a look at, I'll Google online event calendars, oil city. But then I'll look at the surrounding areas, event calendars, Franklin, event calendars, this place, event calendars, that place. And then whichever place I have access to be able to put the information of the show, and I'll usually do this about a month in advance, um, I will put the show in there. And then even still, I might reach out a little bit further and do event calendars, Pittsburgh, event calendars, Erie, event calendars, New York, Chicago, whatever it is, wherever it is that I could put my event on and a lot of those event calendars most of them are free to put your info to at least submit your information mm -hmm. i've also gone as far as like adding the event on craigslist because you never know as long as it's you got to make it easy for yourself though too like i'm very much big into copy and paste that that is my thing because i'm not going to sit there and type out a different event calendar or or an, a different invite for the event. It all needs to be streamlined. It has to be the same. It has to basically, if you are looking at it in one place as it should be the same information as the other place. The matter is just finding those things. And that's when you're doing it online. 
but in my mind, it should not only be online. Even if you are doing a virtual event, go out to the bookstores, go out to wherever there's a bulletin board that you could put up a poster. Let your local arts council know that you're doing it. See it, if they want to help, you know. Exactly. That's kind of their thing. And I feel like that's the missing ingredient for a lot of people because they, they go on these like online marketing things and they're promoting like, you know, doing ads on Facebook and all that stuff. And like you miss such a big opportunity when instead of just a, hitting one approach, you know, right. because I feel like a lot of people think that's smart. Well, I'm going to get some flyers and then they get flyers and then that's it. And they're done. And I'm like, your flyers aren't going to do anything on their own. Yeah. Like you have to have something where it is just a, not, maybe like a constant bombard, not a constant bombardment, but like something where anywhere that they turn, there is an opportunity for them to see it because honestly, the first time they see a flyer, they're done with it. And then when they see the flyer again, it's just the same flyer. But if they see a flyer and then they see a bulletin board somewhere and then they see it on the events calendar or they see a post from you or they see this and it's different ways of them being able to digest the same information, then at that point, it it really, th that's where their interest perks up. They're going to say, what is this about? Yeah. Zara said, oh, great idea adding your event to public calendar. Oh, absolutely. At the end of the day, people have a million things going on. Yes. So make it easy for them to remember and find because even if they want to support you, if it's confusing or difficult or they forgot, yeah. Then they're not going to make it there. And that's that's one very important point to remember. Think of how many times at the beginning of the month somebody told you about something or even the beginning of the week somebody told you about something and you were like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll be there. And then you totally forgot. You know why? Because life happens. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the reasons like it needs to lead up to it and you need to be able to just to be consistent with the information that you're putting out there, it's not just going out on the street and doing like a street team thing one day, you know, you'd have to like pick it out maybe like every other week or every week you go out there and just kind of like go around your area. Or if you're doing it online, it's not just updating that events calendar just once, right? You know, it, you want things to lead to it to, to lead back to the event. And you want to keep it fresh and you want to get out there and just kind of, you know, monitor that keep keep putting your stuff out there. If I go out and I put posters up uh, promoting our event one week and I'm like, well, I put up posters and then the next week, some, you know, some band puts their posters up over my posters. You know, like, that's actually happened. That happens. That's a thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You'd go back and check. Someone took your poster because it looks cool. Uh-huh. Or the business took your poster down because they weren't paying attention. Or another band just totally bogarted your poster space and taped right over your poster. <laughs> yeah, it totally does happen. You have to be, um, you have to be uh, brutally... Yeah, persistent. You do, you do, you do have to be persistent. I mean, and that's, that's the thing about it is like, just as much as you want to be persistent in um, creating art and like, you know, like getting out there, when it comes to putting yourself out there, you know, you, you really can't be timid about it. If you are even remotely timid about it, then don't be surprised. You know, you'll still get people at your event and you got to be happy. If one person comes to the event, you, you gotta be, you have to be happy with that. Absolutely. Because it means that something that you did worked, right? Maybe it didn't work. Cause I see so many people, whether they do a virtual event or they do 
uh, an in-person event. Maybe they get one or two people show up and then they're totally bummed out. And I'm like, don't be bummed out. Something that you did, whether it was, you know, oh, I invited my friend and they came. Mm -hmm. Well, dude, that right there, that's promoting yourself. That's marketing. You told your friend about this show that you're doing and and your friend came. Wow. Look at that. That worked. Why don't we do that a little bit more, (laughs) you know, but not just with friends, with everyone. And maybe that's how you want it to be. Even you could flip it on its head and be like, well, great. This was my first time and I had three people there and that was comfortable for me. So now I'm ready to build off of that. Yes, exactly. And, and the beauty of that is that if people come out and you are having a party, you're not just there trying to sell, you're having a party, you're having a good time, uh, you want to make sure that they have fun. Next time you do something and you invite them, they're going to come. Yes, They're exactly. going to come. Jason O said, I like it. And I saw it elsewhere. If you want to grow, appreciate your fans a hundred percent. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the ways to then you've done the work, you've promoted your show. How do you deliver an excellent open studio or virtual open studio? There's technical aspects to this and then there's mood aspects to this, right? Right real quick on the technical aspects we'll we'll get through this because everybody's situation is going to be different depending on the space and the setting um but obviously you want to think about things like lighting and ambiance right how do you want your space lit um for the viewing of the art and for setting the mood right what's the mood of your thing um what's your ambiance are you going to have music are you going to have live music if it's a virtual thing we did we did the virtual thing and we were like do your own music yeah you know play whatever music you like best while you are here at our party um cameras and mics you want to test all those things you can absolutely do a virtual show with just a camera phone yeah um it's I mean, that's, that's what we used. We had, we had a microphone attached to it and the microphone did not work when we did our virtual show. So like we literally just had an iPhone for our virtual show. Yeah. Uh, now because we had it again, you want things to be easy. So the way that we did the virtual show was that it was on YouTube, but we had a single page on the website that had all the information everything from the art that we were displaying to everything and how to buy it and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so those were going to be the next two things, actually an easy way for people to purchase the art if they choose to at live shows, that's usually someone that you designate to be like, um, what do you call that? The ambassador to the art, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I call them the square holder, right? The, the holder of the square. I, yes. I, and, and I will repeat this again. And I believe that I said this in the Skillshare class that I posted on Patreon. Um, use Have some way of accepting credit cards. Yes. If you're going to do a live event or you're online, absolutely have a way to be able to accept credit cards. And if you can swing it, if it's an in-person event, in all seriousness, recruit someone to do the sales transactions for you because people are going to want to talk to you throughout the evening. They're going to want to visit with you. They're going to want to hear about the art. You don't really want to be pulled away um, to do stuff like 
you know, yeah, like a transaction. Yeah. Like, hold on one second. Even that's if it's that's like, what it's like when you're, I mean, you could pull it off. If you, you don't, if you don't find somebody to do it, you could pull it off, but really you're, it, it would be so much more fun for you to just mingle and do what you have to do and let somebody else host, take care of the sales. Yeah. yeah. Host the party. If it's a virtual show, absolutely. The best thing we found is to set up that virtual show page, make it easy for people to go to one page, see the art that's on display, um, see the information about it, purchase it if they want to. Um, and that way, no, no transactions are being like dealt with on the actual live stream yeah. itself. A lot of people will do it where you could just, you know, uh, write in the comments, like, I want that one. You know, I want number 12. I want, and you know what, that if, if you can't figure out how to make the website work for you, you that, could do it that way. That, you could do it that way. Uh, personally for me, it, it's much more of a pain in the butt because then you got to contact, get information, do the transaction some way or whatever. And it's a lot to keep track of on a stream. And it is a lot to keep track of in a stream. So if you have, if you do, if, if you don't have a way to do it with your website, then no big deal. I mean, you, you'll be able to figure it out, but if you do have a way to do it with your website where you're basically just sharing one link and telling them if you would like to purchase the piece, just go here and you've got all your pieces there. Um, that's the way I would do it. Uh, just because, you know, it's easier and, and it feels a little less demandy, you know, like yeah, I, I don't, it takes the pressure off of the people attending the stream and off of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, I highly recommend recruiting a friend for a virtual show to assist you in reading comments on the stream. Mm -hmm. Um, because if you're showing a piece of art and you're talking about it, you're not necessarily able to see the ticker tape with the comments. It helps, it helps keep everyone engaged. If you have someone helping you read comments and that same, someone can help share links for you when you need a link shared. Like for example, with us, we needed to be sharing the link to the virtual sale page on the stream as people were asking where to go to find the stuff. I would definitely have someone there just to, just to make it easier for you. Um, you know, and the thing is I've seen, uh, artists do, you know, where two artists will get together and they'll both do the show. Yes. And then while one artist is showing their art, the The other other one one is reading comments and doing that. That's, that that is really the way I would recommend it. It would be such a fun show to do with another artist, and um, well, it ups the fun factor. It, it does. Too. It does up the fun factor. Um, it's a really good idea, as we've learned over the years, to do a test run. It doesn't have to be a fully fledged test run, but just do like a small dry run, whether it's an in-person thing or a virtual thing. Or you invite some people. I mean, you know, like the 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 rogues, the the patrons on Discord. If you're doing an event, uh, like when we were doing the event, we invited our Patreon community to test it with to us. test it out with us because it turned out that we had all kinds of technical bugs to work <laughs> out that we had no idea until we tried to do that test run. Yep. Um, and so we would have been dealing with those on the live stream itself. And, you know, we still did have a couple of bugs. Yeah, we, we still had a couple of bugs. And But the thing is that it was all doable. A lot of the big problems would have happened had we not done the, done the test stream. Now, when we did it, we did it through um, YouTube. Yes. So like we were able to do the unlisted and that way it was just it was it was a private thing. 
versus I'm not sure if you could really test that out on Facebook. Yeah, and that's where I don't mean to sound biased, but YouTube was really a better experience for us it as was, far as the virtual. Some, unfortunately, not unfortunately, I didn't mean to say that, but like some people do run most of their business on Facebook. Yeah. And if that's if that's what they're going to use, then that's what they're going to use. Um, but it, in that case, you would you would have to invite like publicly like, hey, guys, we're testing it out. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Um, you know, like we wanted our our rogue community to be there when we were going through the testing phase. But you could absolutely just open it up to the public and be like, we're testing. This is going to be all screwy. So just take it. <laughs> Deanne said the YouTube live stream was terrific. So much fun when you do a walkthrough showing all the paintings throughout your home. Thanks, oh, thank Deanne. you, Deanne. So the takeaway here is even in the setup, right? Approaching it like a party, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. Uh, setting the tone, making sure you've got everything you need where you need it. And also that, yes, there's art there for show and tell. And you've set up all your stuff in an easy way for people to purchase the art but you're basically hosting a party. You're hosting a party and you're doing a show and tell mm -hmm. when it comes to your art. I love that you described it like that because that's basically what it is. It it's is like, a show and tell. Do you guys want to see this piece? Let me tell you about this piece. Like I, if you're excited about talking about your art, that's great. If you are scared about talking about your art, just the, just, just the idea of t it's, I got stuck there <laughs> for a moment, That's all right. but it's, Talking about your art is simply explaining how it is that you feel, what it was that you were thinking or feeling when you created the piece, you know, because there's always some kind of feeling attached to it. And really, when it comes down to it, the the things that we really uh, connect with as humans is what something makes us feel. Yeah. And art in particular. So like, really, when you're talking about your art, all you really got to talk about is what that particular art makes you feel as the artist who created it and let everyone really interpret the feelings for themselves and trust us when we say you can keep it simple in fact most people like it that way it yeah. doesn't have to be a complicated explanation which takes us into the kind of the final thing and probably the most important thing of all of this which is what sort of mood are people going to experience yep. when they attend your show or your virtual show and the first question i think that i ask myself or that we have asked ourselves is what else besides selling art is this about yeah because that's really important and i know it seems a little weird because essentially it is about showing the art but what else is it about is it about the storytelling aspect is it about making friends and meeting people the show that we just did here in our new city was like a hundred percent about making new friends yeah. and meeting people meeting people in the community yeah. um the virtual show that we did was a hundred percent about us being really excited to be in the sunflower house with our gallery space yeah put and, together. and it was the first time that we were going to get to like really give a tour and give a live tour and honestly, for me, it was the first time that I was going to be playing music on the live channel as well. Mm -hmm. So it was a bit about music, too. It was a bit about music. It was it was basically like just the excitement of showing off our creations. Honestly, I'm, I'm very happy and I'm stoked that that people bought the artwork um, because obviously with the plumbing issues, like it's that's great. It was it's amazing. Great. Yeah. It was amazing. 
but I wasn't expecting it. No. And that's, and I think that that's, that's a, a key thing there. Like if you're going to do a live show, if you're going to do a virtual show, if you're going to do a yard and art sale, if you're going to do um, any kind of showing of your art, if you are specifically doing it because you want to make money. And this is one of those things that I try to like really push, like it takes away from the experience, right? If, if nothing is happening, if people start buying your art, that's just bonus. Yes. But if you absolutely. are already there, already having a good time because you're not sitting in a corner or upset or depressed because you're not selling any art or only three people showed up. If you are there for other reasons than that, than to sell the art, it really, really, that's, that's part of that mood that you are building there. That's the foundation That's, of the mood. I would is. say you want your event to be memorable and fun. You want to set yourself up in a way that you are genuinely having fun. Take the pressure off. Yes. Don't tell yourself that this outcome has to be what, you know, at the end of this, it has to be this, take the pressure off, have fun. The peeps that come will have fun with you. So one thing that I think is helpful to think about is like, think about things that you've attended. Mm -hmm. that you really had a good time and like what was it about that thing that was really fun and engaging that made you think like i'll totally go to that again you right. know whether you sell art or not if you create this enjoyable experience you will walk away feeling good and people are going to remember that they had an awesome time and those people are going to want to come to things that yeah you do anytime you do anything in the future when you're like i've got an art show or i've got a virtual show like people are going to be like yeah i want to i want to come to that that sounds like fun cruz said it was like having friends over the virtual art show i enjoyed your virtual show so much like i was there with you guys totally as a bonus uh you, as you say when the art sells yeah yeah it is yes. and then absolutely cruise it is it's it's like having friends over and that that's really that's really the best way to see it you know it's like you are either having old friends over or you're having old friends and some new friends or you're having some new friends over you don't even know if this person is your friend yet but something about the way that you put yourself out there, something about your artwork, something about something brought them to the show. Mm -hmm. That says a lot right there. That says a lot, whether it's virtual or in person. And that's the thing, like this is all about building those relationships. And when I say that I am a more fulfilled person because of the relationships that I have with the people that love my art, that's where the value really is. Because you know what? The uh, $300 that I made on a work of art five years ago and the $20 that I make on, made on a work of art uh, six, that's gone. Mm -hmm. I spent that. That's all spent. But the relationship that I have is still here. So like, that's what it's all about. It's building that relationship. Char said, connecting with people and a shared experience makes events memorable. Yes, 100%. indeed, Char. Weirdly is wondering, what kind of lighting do you have experience with when it comes to an art show? I would assume bright lights, but have you tried anything other than that? So our lighting scenarios are ever evolving, but essentially what we had for the virtual show that we just did was uh, pretty bright overhead lighting. Mm -hmm. um, and then what you would probably call glorified work lamps yep. um, for side lighting is yep. pretty much. And yeah, bright daylight bulbs 
um, good color rendering. And we put those diffuser, we put those light diffuser socks over the work lamps. Yeah. And um, they're just LED bulbs and they don't necessarily need to be super bright depending on how many bulbs you have. So you could have 60 watt LED bulbs. Uh, if you want to have something that is overhead or like up high, uh, you would want it to be a hundred watt, but basically the most you want to concern yourself with is the coloration of the light. Yeah. Incandescent lighting, uh, tends to be very, very yellow and will turn video very, very yellow. So that will, that'll take away from the vibrancy of the artwork. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to set a mood for your light, like, let's say you want to have a bit of a mood instead of just mm -hmm. like brightly lit, I would say um, test out minimal lighting at that point And basically whatever you can get away with that your camera doesn't have a hard time focusing or rendering video. Yeah. Obviously, the darker the room, the more that the camera struggles. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the reasons that you want it to be bright. But also remember, you could really face the lighting in a certain way where it is casting a shadow. You could have an incandescent bulb in a lamp in the background so that it looks all pretty and, mm -hmm. and, and diffused in the background. You could have twinkle lights. Um, you just basically just play around, play around with the video, um, play around with the space because ultimately the space is really going to reflect what it is. Obviously if it's like stark white, you know, bright lighting, um, it's going to be a little hard. It's going to be harsh on camera as well as in person. Mm -hmm. So for us personally, and this is all personal, really, it's, it, it really is up to you on what you want. But for us, really, a lot of it has to do with, does the space feel cozy? Do, do yeah. we enjoy being in the space? And yeah. that's ultimately what it comes down to, whether it's video or in person. And we pulled that off with the overhead light, which by the way, we installed this overhead light the night before the virtual show. Yes. And we had to alter this light fixture to make it work for us yeah, and our was, aesthetic. And, and it was like past, it was, uh, it was probably around midnight, one o'clock in the morning. So it wasn't like we were going to return this light and we needed it for the next day. So we literally broke, broke it apart, and broke it apart it. and rebuilt. And it. this is a permanent light fixture. It wasn't like a temporary <laughs> thing for the show. And then basically we had two work lamps, um, facing us behind mm -hmm. the camera, one on each side so that it wasn't just overhead casting shadows. And that worked really well. Yeah. Cause when you're doing talking head type stuff, you know, and talking head is when, uh, like the videos where we're talking to the camera and stuff, you do want to have some kind of diffused directional light on you so that it is the camera focuses on you and your light and, and that lighting mm -hmm. and then kind of diffuses the back. Yep. So like that's, that is important. If you're doing something like that, you do want to have, that's why we had those two work lamps facing us so that when we did take center stage, the focus was on us and not me in the background while you were talking or something like that. Yeah. Sarah said, I'm having a bunch of bean bags at mine. When I get round to it, peeps will be so comfy. They won't want to oh, leave. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. I would totally come to that. Oh, that would do, what would you call it? That would be so cool. Oh, man. Ooh, the beanbag art show. Mm -hmm. Oh, I would love that. Um, that is a beautiful segue into the final thing that I wanted to talk about before uh, we sign off the podcast, which is, um, so I'm an artist, right? 
I don't even know how to throw a party, Rafi and Klee. Like, you're talking about throwing a party, and I don't even do that. So, like, (laughs) that stresses me out, too. And I feel you, fellow artists, because um, I I wasn't a party thrower. Like, I didn't – well, you described your Super Bowl party – yeah, I mean, um, I definitely was not a party thrower. I was not either because I was so shy. Um, but so some of the things to think about is like, it doesn't have to be like, a when you think of a party, you think of like, yeah, like, you know. Yeah, like, hey, where's the keg? No, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to. In fact, because a, a lot of people will say that like, oh, well, you want you want to get people drinking because then, you know, they're, they loosen their wallets a little bit. And I'm like, that is the most untrue thing that I've ever heard in my life. And in fact, uh, there have been some parties that I went to that were like these art party things where basically it was like a kegger with some artwork hanging around. Not great. And it was not great. It was not great. So like, that's, that's the thing. It's, it's not about, obviously if you want to have some wine or, or, some drinks there like you know i do recommend that just because it'll loosen people up a Mm -hmm. lot of times when people go to one of these things they might not know anybody else there Mm -hmm. so you gotta you gotta keep that in mind like the people that are coming to your event chances are they don't know anybody so like they're taking a chance by walking in or going to this this event without actually knowing anybody and and not being clicky with a group so like that's an opportunity of for a for you to just meet people. And I know that that's, that's the part that scares a lot of people. What do I say? I'm such an awkward human, but obviously with our thing is like, own it. It's your party. You get to, you get to make your party however you want. And as far as delivering a unique experience, right? What do you genuinely like? Like, do you like tea parties? Do you like beanbags? Do you like, right. Do you like beanbags? Do you like getting dressed up to the nines or getting dressed in masquerade gear? Do you like goofy parties or not like goofy, but you know, you like goofy fun parties. Do you like, um, I love the idea of having like, I, I love the idea of having like a masquerade art party. Yeah. You know, like all like uh, fancy with like uh, music in the background, like old timey music or like I love the theme. Like, you know, can you imagine like doing like a like I have this fine art everywhere. And then, you know, because I've been called a pirate every (laughs) once in a while because I wear a bandana and have like a pirate themed art show. Yeah, that would be excellent. Cameron was like, damn it, late again. No, you're here just in time, Cameron. Cameron said, people can come over, but if you think I'm going to be involved in intermingling with everyone, that's a solid no. I don't force conversations with people. No, absolutely. And you don't have to force conversations. That's, that's, you can totally let them happen that's naturally. Not, that, yeah, that's not what it's about. Like Basically, people are going to be interested if they do come to your event. And if they come to your event, they're probably going to talk to you about art which is one of the reasons that you want to be there, be free to be able to talk about the art with them. And essentially, you know how fun beanbag bonanza. Oh, I love that. The bean come to the beanbag bonanza. We have art. We have hors d'oeuvres. We have beanbags. I love that. It's a done thing now, said Sarah. <laughs> no, no going, going back. back. I love it so much. I love masquerade parties, said uh, Christine. Christine. Hey, Christine. Me too. Yeah. 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 So that's the thing is like, think about what you would like. Like, what do you like to go to? Host that. Yeah. Um, you and know what I like? Lucky that, for you. That's what oh, I like. Oh, we can't do that. Oh, that's, oh yeah, we can't. <laughs> 
That's right. <laughs> um, Lucky for you, that's what I Yeah, like. tailor the event to your personality and what you like. And even if it is virtual, right? Let's say you have a virtual masquerade party. How fun is that? So you're in masquerade gear. You invite your attendees to do the same. I would love, you know, and the thing is like one of the big, one of the ideas that I've had uh, moving forward is like doing a virtual and a live event. Now, you know, that's how cool. fun that would be. Yeah. That would be so much fun. Connie said, find your friend who hosts the best parties and ask them to help. Oh, that's, that's great advice. really great advice, Connie. Really great advice. Weirdly said, I love to dress up in fancy dresses and costumes. I would go to a themed party. Yep. Me too, weirdly. Yep. A virtual, a simultaneous hybrid virtual uh, in-person live show mm -hmm. would be super cool that's actually the next uh, not the next one but it is in our future because that is something that i've thought about doing where it's like you know how much fun that would be it's like bringing both of those worlds together an a 80s themed party i love the music yeah um, that would be so much fun. epic Ooh, a global virtual party yeah Casual hangout, lounge atmosphere, warm, welcoming, and not intimidating. Yes, absolutely, Cameron. I mean, and that's, it's art. So like, that's the idea. Like somebody comes by, you're hanging out. It's not intimidating. You're not up in their business. Like basically, if somebody's going to ask about the art and where the artist is, it's like this, is, they might make a small comment, small talk. This is beautiful. I love this. And then to be able to just sit there and have a conversation with them and have fun, and not allow yourself to be intimidated by human especially understanding that like whether it is virtual or it is in person this is your space this is your domain it's the same way that i feel about having a booth at a market or something like that this is your space this human is now walking past that threshold walking into your space and it's just as intimidating for them to do that than for you to go out and meet someone new absolutely so that's that and I love the idea uh, where Connie said, find somebody who likes parties. Make sure, though, that it is somebody who you align with with parties. Yes. There was a moment in time uh, where Clee and I stopped doing the uh, live events because we our, our neighbors love hosting and throwing parties, and they decided that they were going to help. And as it turned out, it just wasn't... They're, it, they're... it became a little bit more uptight and more fancy than what we were used to yeah their kind of hosting stuff didn't really align with our stuff so it so didn't like work out. yeah and it became more about the food and the location and things like that whereas for me it was all about just having a good time being comfortable being comfortable like comfort was the most important thing to me i want people to come and feel comfortable and you know when you go to a party and like you're afraid to touch the furniture because like what that's where, the worst where can i sit like i'm not sure where to sit like uh, that's that's what it felt like and i was like i'm not this isn't my jam so while we lived there i was like yeah let's not let's not we'll do just it put anymore. it on pause let's, let's, let's put, put it on, it on pause. pause let's not do it anymore yeah yeah so definitely make sure yeah if you're hosting with other humans make sure you're hosting methods are in sync with one another yeah and don't be afraid to say like no it's not my jam i don't want i don't want to do it that way yeah because yep. it's it's your it's your party it's yeah. my part and i'll cry if I no want you can't to. do that either oh, no oh. <laughs> oh. okay you guys we're getting ready to wrap up this podcast thank you for being here with us yeah you guys thank you for your feedback 
I love the 80s themed party idea. <laughs> right? I think it's going to be amazing. Lava lamps! Lava lamps, I know, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to love me some lava lamps. I can't wait to plug in our lava lamp that we have in the studio. We have a, a studio lava lamp that has been unplugged for quite some time. I know, you can tell it's really very upset about it, it too. Yeah, it is. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, this is such a cool and fun subject to talk about because really this whole like promoting your your uh, open art studio or promoting your virtual event or even just promoting a yard and art sale or promoting anything like you setting up a lemonade stand style little art gallery in front of your house like yep. all of these things really this is this is where putting yourself out there really comes in like all this stuff from the flyers to using some uh, chalk to write down information on a side or even my favorite thing was to create a stencil. I would create a stencil out of cardboard and then I would go out with the chalk and basically do a real quick chalk stencil of like whatever event it was that we were having. And it'd be fun things like, you know, from down here, you look like you want to go to this thing, you know, like <laughs> stuff like that, like just to have fun with all that stuff. Cameron said, thankfully, this is a warm and welcoming podcast, or maybe I wouldn't show up. Lol. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> Love you too, Cameron. Kirkman said, thank you guys. Hoping to do my own solo exhibition this year. Grateful for all the advice. Oh, that'll be Rock awesome. on Kirkman. Yes. And if you decide to make it a virtual event, most definitely invite us. Oh yeah, we're there. We're there. In fact, even if it's not a virtual event, if we could make it, we're there. Yeah, that would be an excellent. I mean, trip. that all that all depends, obviously. <laughs> but either way, thank you guys so much. You'll be the first. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you guys so much. And you know, I'm curious to know anybody that is out there listening to this. If you guys have any advice that you like to add as far as how to promote your art studio uh, event or show online or offline, go ahead and leave that in whatever comment section uh, you might be listening to this podcast at. And uh, yeah, it's time to sign off. I suppose it is. You got any last words? Do you have any last words, Oh my please? gosh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about this. This is quickly transitioning from warm and oh, welcoming. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, have fun. Be you. You're going to try things that work and you're going to try things that are like, oh, that could have gone better. Yeah. And remember... Do a lemonade stand. Like, that's actually a super rad idea. The lemonade stand of art. Yeah. Um, try stuff and have a good time and let it evolve. Yeah. And that's the thing. My my last word, my last, my last words. Oh, my goodness. It's uh, basically when it comes down to marketing yourself, remember, you are a creative individual. So that means that, like, you could take stuff that is no, like flyers and posters and all that stuff, and you can make that something else, something that is really going to turn head, something that's really going to catch somebody's attention. Use your sense of humor, have fun with it. For the most part, people look at art and they think that art is such a serious affair, but you forget about the eccentricities of the artist. That's what I love and, about and the art that's, world. That's what I love. Yes. It's that, that weirdness, that fun, that sense of humor. And like, we are creative powerhouses when it comes to it. So when it comes to like putting yourself out there and putting, promoting your event, you are, you, I would take advice 
from an artist on how to put myself out there above a marketing person. Oh, 100%. Simply because the out of the box thinking is where a lot of things that they do in marketing today come from, from people that thought out of the box back in the day. And really it's the artists out there that are pushing the boundaries and coming up with divergent ways of doing things, of, of changing the way that things have been used in the past, of putting yourself out there and just using your own creativity or promoting your art as a way to be creative. That That's it. As far as promoting your show, just be creative, have fun with it. And Jason's final thoughts are always add googly eyes. Yes. That's good advice. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Cameron said, people's most valued skill from skill is creative thinking, not just the art. So if you already have it, you're already, you're already ahead. ahead. Yeah. Giant googly eyes on the doors. I love that, Sarah. <laughs> It, it, it's no longer necessary to fit in. It's necessary for me to show up and just be me. Yes, absolutely. Well said, Cruz. All right. And on that note, I will say I absolutely freaking adore you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us for this podcast. Yes. Um, you guys are absolutely amazing. And would you like to say goodbye, Clay? Good day. Good evening. Good creating. <laughs> and until next time. And that's it. I will talk to you guys soon. Adios.